Hello again and welcome to our podcast, Conversations in Noosa. My name is John Caruso. We're heard on all good podcast platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher and Wooshka. And uh, if you enjoy this podcast or any other podcast that we have in the series, please feel free to uh, share those podcasts about with uh, family and friends on your social media network. Now, giving kids an opportunity and a chance to excel at their education, growing confidence and ambition for children who've experienced a challenging upbringing is a rewarding experience for my next guest. I want you to meet Tara Bell. She's the CEO of Noosa Chances. I grew up in Brisbane and at the age of 23, I left for Sydney um, as a junior economist at New South Wales Treasury Corporation. I there for five years. That's an impressive title, Tara. Oh, That's... Very... <laughs> what did you want to do when you were at school? Look, uh, initially I thought I wanted to be a lawyer, um, met a few that weren't particularly happy <laughs> and, and I went to uni, uh, did commerce and economics and really enjoyed economics. Um, not the accounting side very much, but really enjoyed economics, global macroeconomics. And that's how I started my career. Yeah, I guess my, my 20s were experimenting with different roles. And I've never really had a strong career direction in the sense that I really like business development and I also really like research. And they don't naturally go hand in hand. So I've sort of done both. And I think that's really helped me because that generalist base has really helped me in t- undertaking a role such as the CEO of Noosa Chances, which involves a lot of different skill yeah. sets. Tell me about life in Sydney. Well, I was 23 going on 16 by Sydney standards. Um, a lot of growing up to do. Um, it was very exciting. This is around late 90s. We had the Olympics in 2000, That's which right. was a fabulous time to be there. Um, of course, young on a reasonably <laughs> you know, good salary. It was really really an exciting time. Met a lot of fantastic people and I think I grew a lot finally being out of home. Met my husband and he was from Melbourne so he dragged me there. Yeah. How long were you in Melbourne? I love Melbourne. I think it's a great I city. do love Melbourne too. I say that tongue in cheek. I really do like Melbourne. Uh, I was in Melbourne for 15 years before. It's a long time. It was a long time but having grown up in Queensland I just missed, I miss the sunny skies. Really? Like, there's a lot of things to miss about Melbourne, the sports that are throughout the year. The events, the, the things events, in the theatre, all the that theater, stuff. The right. theatre, the culture, yes. Yeah. But Noosa kicks above its weight, I think. It re- punches, I should say, punches above its weight in that regard. So um, there's a lot of, you know, with, with a young family now, this is a great place for them, my children to, to grow up. Yeah. And How old are your kids? Nine and nearly 12. Yeah. What was the the catalyst or the reason for moving from Melbourne to the sunny coast? Did you have family here? I guess it was the same progression from Sydney to Melbourne. We just decided it would be a good idea for us. Yeah. And and look, we've always loved travel and we're ready. We're ready for a change. So obviously career-wise, it was going to be always difficult, especially being both from finance backgrounds. I sit on some investment committees. So I I did... so uh, initially I was involved, I was still travelling when I came up here and I was still travelling, um, trying to pursue a career in something that I had done before, but I realised that wasn't going to be sustainable for the family and and I really wanted to do something else. Um, Noosa Chances was something that in the background, uh, I didn't want to make it my major focus and just throw away the finance career. I did think about and I studied towards 
becoming a financial advisor because I thought I'd really enjoy it um, and also I think it would be a good career to be based here and and something long term. Well, with the current environment, regulatory yeah, environment, there's a lot of changes to uh, lot of financial changes. advisors and financial planning and that kind of thing. And so that I'm glad I did the study um, to get the accreditation, and it's it's been a, again great for for everything else I'm doing, but. Um, haven't pursued that further. Tell us what the main focus and the aim is of an organisation like Chances. I met uh, the CEO of Western Chances about 10 years ago at a function they were hosting. I was invited along to an event and I guess it was one of those moments that um, it was an epiphany actually and I heard one of the scholarship recipients speak a young lady who had a pretty awful background but despite all that uh, she managed to achieve very good marks, and had become a lawyer for a big one of the big firms. She was so polished in her appearance, in her manner, and yet she had this background in which she said what Western Chances had done for her was not just funding parts of her education, but also it was the acknowledgement that gave her self-confidence in herself that really had made the difference to her life. And I thought, wow, for such a relatively small sum of money. That's an amazing outcome, truly life-changing. I met the CEO. I was incredibly impressed with her. And I said, look, I'd like to be involved. I'm, <laughs> I've never, I haven't got a background at all in the non-for-profit sector, but can I do something? And she said, well, join our fundraising and marketing committee. And while, the t- while I was there with Western Chances involved in this committee, I got to witness many, many Um, similar stories of young people that had progressed through the Western Chances Scholarship and had fantastic outcomes. The success rate was very, very high. This was never going to be, this was never intended to be charity. It was about young people that already demonstrated talent and motivation um, that were just given just that slight bit of help and acknowledgement and they went on to have fabulous careers. So the multiplier effects of this too were enormous. Uh, It it was felt not just by the student um, going on to having a fabulous career, but their families felt it too. And many of the siblings ended up with scholarships as well, peers in their class. And in fact, with Noosa Chances, which only started last year, we're already hearing stories from the school and from the parents themselves about students also having this same trajectory of acknowledgement leading to confidence, leading to increased ambition. So we just hope the outcomes are the same. Yeah, it's new here to the coast, isn't it? It's only been operating for two or three years. One year, just since last year. Okay, and I know you had a major fundraiser and you raised like over $100,000 on this first particular night. Our team uh, are not from the education sector, so we get teachers or people involved closely with the young people's education to nominate them, to bring them forward, um, to really to back them as having not just good marks but the motivation to continue achieving. And we also assess our scholarships annually to ensure that the marks are kept up. These people are extraordinary and This is why the success rate of these people that are chosen by teachers, by people that know them well, is so high. So they spot them in the classroom. Yes, yes. And they're often often not the ones that are the most obvious. 
they they can be quite introverted. We have young people from who have talents in music, uh, design, to the traditional academic academic subjects of maths and English and chemistry. Uh, we've also got ages ranging from eleven to sixteen. Yeah, and we'll fund we'll fund these young people for the for the duration of their education. So if through they... Through senior 12? No, right through until they get Even a job. Even until they get a university and Could college. be 10 years, absolutely. Oh, right. Okay. So. And so how many... You said that the, uh, the Chan- Noosa Chance has been operating for a year. Yes. How many kids have you helped so far? How many kids are you... Well, with, I'm with delighted to say as of this week, we ha- we're going to have 18 wow. uh, scholarships um, that will be awarded officially next week at our award ceremony on February the 22nd. So we'll recognise those publicly. Um, we've just we've ha- we started last year with Sunshine Beach State High School, and we had a pilot program with them of seven students. Uh, due to the success of our launch, uh, we had 110 people in the room and raised 111,000 and counting. Um, we decided we'd push through and and try and support a few more students um, prior to our official annual round in August. So it'll be an annual assessment of scholarship applicants. But yeah. And how so many kids would you be looking at every year? Will depend on our funding. Funding. Yeah, yeah right. that's right. So we don't receive any government funding. Uh, all our team are volunteers, so there's no staff costs. And we, we try to bring down costs as much as we can. With our professional backgrounds, it's either pretty much a, a donated service or we get very much reduced costs through our network. Um, so donors know that nearly every cent that they donate is going directly to those students. We ask the students to fill out an application form that we approve at the start of their scholarship and it's anything related to their education. So from laptops to textbooks. That's true. Musical more and more kids instruments. Are, need iPads and all this kind of stuff. That's right. That's true. right. And yeah. and even to school uniforms. Yeah. Have you heard, and I imagine you would because they'd be great mentors or coaches themselves, kids that have gone through the scholarship program from, say, Western um, Chances yes. who are now leading, and you mentioned the, the, the young girl who was studying law. I yes, think. Um, yes. They'd obviously um, love to participate in that. Would they come? Do they come back and participate in the program as mentors or coaches for? Absolutely. Well, look, we we would like to partner. We're actually looking at a Sydney-based group to partner with in terms of offering mentoring services. It's not something that we can do or have the capacity or the skill set to be honest to do. So we look at partnering with other organisations, but. Our aim is to ultimately be self-sustaining. Um, we've already got a lot, a lot of donors, actually, uh, given it's only our first year, that are donating into perpetuity, so a set amount. Uh, um, so that helps, given the nature of our scholarships being multi-year. We, we need to ensure that we don't obviously blow all the, the funding in one year and, and yeah. are able to support the scholarships for their duration. I read online you said um, when you moved to Noosa that you were surprised at the number of families that struggle. Yes. I know when you live in a, in, a, in a larger city like Sydney or Melbourne, you know, the uh, the, the homelessness problem, the the understanding that families are struggling simply with the cost of living in, in a big city like that is, is kind of more understandable. Well, like a lot of people that holiday in Noosa, uh, my version of Noosa was pretty much Hastings Street Hastings and Quamby Place. Right. Uh, living here, um, if you venture beyond immediate noosa 
you'll see that there's there's evident poverty. I did a lot of demographic studies, given my research background, that was really important to me to ascertain, well, is there a need for NUSA chances at all? And, and in fact, how big an area do we focus on? Is it the Sunshine Coast? Is it southeast Queensland? Um, and we decided to focus on the Noosa Shire. Which is interesting with. because if you looked at maybe somewhere like Nambour or further south, there would be a bigger, uh, you know, requirement or need for the the kind of help that you guys are offering. Absolutely, and look, we'd like to expand, but we decided we'd focus first on the Noosa Shire, where sure. we we had uh, worked, and also we spoke with school teachers, school principals, and and were very confident that there was indeed a need. So we we wanted to set up a blueprint, I guess, for Noosa Shire before we took on any more. What did your so, research involve? Well, just speaking to people, looking at um, statistics, um, it, look, it took, took quite a while. Yeah. And it's not just looking at – what we're doing is not – we don't consider charity. It's not just looking at um, household income or employment rates. It's actually looking further than that, identifying people, young people with talent. Yeah. So we, we use financial need, if you like, as, as a filter, but – we're not a charity. We're we're strictly merit based yeah. in our approach. So students, we've we've actually sadly had to knock back a lot of applications that are from students that don't meet our very high standards of achievement. In what way? What do you mean? By well, that? good marks, good marks, I'll talent, about, obvious marks, talent right. in in a particular area, yeah. whether it be music, maths. They they have to have the marks to support yeah. the scholarship. And when you conducted your research, how far did you spread that? Like, did, did you look at hinterland towns like Karoi and uh, uh, yes. Pomona and places like that? That's right. What surprised me and quite shocked me was that poverty that we observed here, and it's probably it's probably fair to say is is evident all over Australia and maybe even the world, is is often circumstance. So parents that fall are ill. Um, that suddenly don't have employment, that decide to study full-time um, or simply divorce and separation. There's lots of reasons for people n- not being able to necessarily afford things that a lot of us take for granted. So these children can be suddenly thrown into circumstances that are quite difficult. Yeah, out of the ordinary and suddenly, like That's you said, right. Yeah. That's right. Well, a lot of it's related to the type of employment in the area. Because um, they're low salaries and wages They're low too. salaries. True. That's the biggest issue. Yeah. And there is uh, a lack of affordable housing. And so I've talked at length. So there's still a big gap between housing and, and, and the salary and wages Absolutely. that people earn on the coast. Okay. Absolutely. And, and that's the biggest issue for a lot of people. But like I said, that the when I look at some of the families that we have have seen in the area it's um it's there's not really um one theme often it's just circumstance and i guess the the, the students that have received our scholarships so far uh, have been nothing um we were concerned initially that they would feel that in some way embarrassed by receiving this um, That's part of that too, isn't it? Scholarship, but it has been quite the reverse. They're very proud because they know it's merit based, and they also know that that their circumstances um, are nothing to be ashamed of. And one thing that's actually also surprised me is the number of donors that have come forward that people are 
quite high standing in society uh, in terms of career and and where they've where they've come um, in terms of um, their income I suppose and they have quietly told me about their own hard upbringing mm. and um, some of them are happy to share that story, but not all of them. Yeah. But the number of them has really surprised me. When it comes to the generosity of the community. Oh, extraordinary. Is there anything that strikes you between, say, doing this and running this in a place like Sydney or Melbourne, where Western Chances, and, and, a, and a community like Noosa? Noosa is extraordinary. The community spirit here has amazed me. Um, we have had support from everyone, everyone from our local mayor and local member of parliament to businesses, uh, the general community, and to, of course to schools. Um, the general community has been fabulously supportive, and that was seen at our launch as well. Uh, and and this, this extends well beyond Noosa. Many people in Sydney, Melbourne, and Brisbane have ties to Noosa yeah. and, and have have been very supportive in what in our aims and, and objectives. The community support has been nothing short of extraordinary. Every August there'll be a six-week window where teachers, nominators we call them, are, are putting students forward. At the moment, the schools that we've been involved with really understand what we're trying to achieve. And, how, that, and how many schools are you involved with? Well, all the schools in the Noosa Shire, but the th- we're having three schools that um, have currently received or have students that have received our scholarships of Sunshine Beach State High School, Noosa District State High School and also St Thomas More. Okay. What do you see long term? Once we've got the blueprint right for Noosa, we'll get get through our first year, make sure that uh, we have um, standard practices, we have just um, confident of what we're doing and we can then help other communities to emulate what we're doing to, to try and we're happy to help um, set up in other areas. I think the reason for our success so far has been the strong community s- spirit behind what we're doing. A lot of people wanted to support, support something local. So we'd like to, we've had a lot of requests already for funding in, in various areas. We'd like to expand, but we just want to do it prudently. Tara Bell was my guest today on Conversations in Noosa. If you enjoyed this podcast, if it resonated with you, if you think it's relatable to someone you may know, feel free to share the podcast about on your social media network. Until next time, take care.